Food bloggers, hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. The message that we get out of today's episode is one that I preach a lot. Our previous experiences that we have prior to actually blogging matters. In today's episode, Erica Hopper from The Sugar and Salt Co. joins me to talk about this very thing and how she used her previous experience to improve her blogging skills. And you'll love her story. It's such an amazing one. This is episode number 381, sponsored by Rank IQ. Let's dig in. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to eBlog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave eBlog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. I have Erica Hopper with me today. She's going to talk to us about using previous experience to improve blogging skills. Erica is the creator behind the Sugar and Salt Co. She uses nearly two decades of professional culinary experience to create mostly gluten-free, veggie-forward recipes that anyone can make and the whole family will love. Erica has worked in all areas of the food biz, and for the last couple of years, she has enjoyed developing her own blog, diving into the world of food photography and recipe development. And she really found she loves developing relationships with brands and clients to help them tell their stories better. Erica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so, so excited to be here. Yay, me too. This is going to be a really fun chat. Uh, We want to know, though, before we start, what is your fun fact to share? Okay, so it has nothing to do with food or blogging (laughs) in any way. Um, I am a very avid runner, and I actually, my very first race ever was a full marathon. (laughs) Oh my gosh, are you serious? And how did how did that first marathon go? So I was 21. So it was quite a number of years ago. And I had no idea what I was doing. My only goal was to beat my brother, who is about four and a half <laughs> years older than me. Um, and I did. I beat him by eight minutes. I actually came in third place overall. Um, females. In, in the- what? <laughs> yeah. Your first marathon, you came in third place. Yes, yeah, my first race ever. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I won $750. I didn't even know you could win money for races. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That says a lot, I think, about your character and just who you are as a human, right? You are not wrong. You are not wrong. I tend to jump in with both feet and just kind of go full force pretty much with everything I do. So Wow. Well, that story, that fun fact shaped who we all, how we all think of you, Erica. So I love that you started that way. And I'm so impressed. Your first race was a marathon and you got third place. Wow. And you beat your brother. <laughs> yes, I beat him. Yes, I yeah. beat him by eight minutes. So I, I still I still rub it in his face now. <laughs> As you should. I believe you definitely should continue that. 
All right. Well, let's talk about your kind of career and job and where you're at, because we're going to talk about how to use previous experience, whatever that is, to bring into your blogging business and improve your skills there. So where are you at now? What's going on in your job life currently? So my job life, about six months ago, I was working on the blog. I was doing a little bit of contract work, kind of project management work. And I actually, and then I started doing a little bit more food photography, recipe development, and really working with brands. So about six months ago, I quit doing anything that was not related to food, food photography, recipe development. Um, So now I'm doing that full-time working with brands, other bloggers, and really trying to dive into my own blog and grow it. Amazing. I think that is something that a lot of people listening strive for to be able to get to that point. So you have hit a goal that a lot of people want. Um, Okay. So where did you come from? Take us back to where all of this started and give us some background. Yeah. So like I said before, I tend to jump in with both feet and just go really hard at things and, and really just kind of like, I take it, I guess, to the extreme sometimes. So when I was in high school, that was 20 years ago when I graduated from high school almost. I was I went went to high school in New York. Um, I'm actually from Tennessee, so I'm from the South. I live in the South now still. Um, but I went to high school in New York and there everyone I went to high school with was they were kind of, you know, deciding where they were going to college. They were going to all these like small liberal arts colleges, Ivy League schools, you know, just really kind of like fancy schools. It seemed like everyone knew what they wanted to be when they grew up. And I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. And so I got a mailer in the, in the mail from the Culinary Institute of America, which is in Hyde Park, New York, just a little bit north of New York City. And I just sort of had this aha moment. And I was like, I went into the kitchen one night and I told my parents that's where I was going to school. And they didn't think twice about it and said, that makes sense. (laughs) So I went there right out of high school. I started working in a restaurant in high school. I was the only female in the kitchen at 17, 18 years old. So again, just dove right in and went there and studied baking and pastry and And then from there went to, I worked at the Biltmore in Asheville, North Carolina for a little while. I love the Biltmore. Oh, I love that place. It's it's amazing. I did my culinary school internship there and um, subsequently met one of my dearest friends. And it was really cool this past, uh, well, I guess it's coming up on a year ago. We actually, I have three kids now. And so we actually took them back there to see all the Christmas decorations and do the tour. And it was really special to see it through their eyes. So yeah, so that was kind of where I, you know, where I landed um, in the middle of culinary school. I lived in New Orleans for a few years growing up. Like I said, I moved around quite a bit growing up and um, lived in New Orleans and just, it was, you know, such a, a food haven. And so that's really where between that and my my dad, that's where my love of food and cooking came from. And so when I graduated from culinary school, I decided to move back there. What I didn't anticipate happening was Hurricane Katrina hitting three weeks later. So anyway, so that brought me back up to Tennessee, where I started working at the Black, at Blackberry Farm, which is one of the top hotels, resorts in the world now. And so that's, I spent some time there and Anyway, yeah, kind of long story short, I decided to go back to school, get my degree in nutrition and have just kind of worked through different food industries or or all areas of the food industry. Um, Met my husband, 
we moved to Birmingham, Alabama, which is where he's from. And so I got to work at Southern Living, Cooking Light. Dude, that's kind of where I really got my start in learning more about food photography and food styling and developing recipes for a reader, which was really, really different than developing restu- developing recipes for a restaurant. And so, yeah, so that's kind of where, where I got my intro into that and really, really loved it. Um, but after we had our first child, we decided to move back up to Tennessee. I worked, I owned a healthy meal delivery service and sort of private chef business for a little while. And all of these things, I kind of kept thinking that I really, it wasn't providing the balance that I wanted in my life. And so (laughs) I, um, you know, we were growing our family and I was just, I felt like I was just working all the time and not really seeing any progress. And so I decided to leave the actual food, like working hands on with food for a little while and went to work in corporate America for about a year. That's about all it lasted. (laughs) I pretty quickly realized that I'm not cut out for corporate life. And so then I kind of just on the side started this blog and didn't really have a clue what I was doing. And and then like so many others, the pandemic hit. At that point, I'd, I'd kind of moved into more of that, like working from home, contract work, project management work. And when the pandemic hit, I really was like, you know, I think I need to give this blogging thing a try. I didn't really know what I was doing. I started on Wix and quickly realized that I needed to move over to WordPress. <laughs> and so that's kind of where we are now. I've, you know, I started networking and met so many people through social media and have really just continued to network and and get to know people and learn more and more about pitching and um, have really loved making those connections with other people in the food industry and working with brands. Okay, Erica, that nobody else that I know <laughs> in this world has such a diverse food-related background. Holy cow, your resume of food-related experiences is incredible. You've covered everything. Is there anything you haven't covered with food? <laughs> truly, truly, when it comes to the food world, I would say the only thing I probably haven't done like on a full-time level is maybe working like in a butcher shop. Otherwise, <laughs> you name it, I've done it pretty much. I When oh I went gosh. back to college, I even worked, I waited tables and, and did a lot of front of the house work as well. So I pretty much have done anything you can do in the food industry. (laughs) Yes, you have. And I think this makes you the best kind of food blogger because you've got every facet of it in your mind and in your experience and history, right? So this is just the coolest story ever. I'm so glad that we dug into all of that. What was, of all of your experiences, what would you say was your favorite? Oh, goodness. I would probably say that well, there, each thing has each sort of area that I've worked in has their, you know, their wonderful memories. But I would say that probably working at Blackberry Farm was the most influential in my culinary journey. I learned so much. I learned so much not only about food and even more about cooking than I learned in culinary school, but I learned a lot about truly caring for others and taking care of other people and helping other people have a really wonderful, just memorable culinary experience. And that's when I'm developing recipes, that's really where I try to go with the recipes I'm developing is I want people to have an experience with it. Oh, that's such a great motivation to have, right? I mean, when you have that motivation, I feel like everything pans out so much better. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So how has all of this experience 
help to shape the way that you are today, the, how you run your business today, how you develop your recipes today, et cetera? So I will, I guess I can start with the day to day, you know, the, the list making, the making sure I'm checking things off, you know, that was working in a restaurant. There's so much pressure and you have to move very quickly. And so I don't move very slowly. And so that, that really, I almost have that ingrained in me, in my DNA at this point that, you know, when I'm, when I'm developing recipes, when I'm working on a blog post, when I'm cleaning up my kitchen, even, you know, I have to kind of do it all quickly. And, and truly, because I have to condense my day so much, because one of the main reasons that I really love what I do is because it also allows me the ability to, to be able to drop my kids off at school and go pick them up from school. And so I have a very finite amount of time before I have to go back into mom mode. And so really prioritizing my days has been a key to, to getting my work done in an efficient way. So if somebody's listening and they don't have the experience that you have or even a fraction of it and they don't have like that prioritization mindset, mm-hmm. how do you recommend that they, you know, like move more efficiently through their day, I guess? I would say that the biggest thing is to start kind of working backwards, like look at what you want to get done for that entire week. And then, or even, you know, if you want to chunk it out to a longer period of time, you know, that what you want to get done in a month or even in a quarter and start breaking it down into smaller, more manageable tasks. That's really been key for me. Um, I don't, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm the best at batch working because I'm so used to having to do so many things at, at one time. And so I think just breaking it down into digestible chunks of time throughout your day and not necessarily putting so much pressure on yourself to get, you know, five blog posts written or three recipes photographed, you know, what what can you do in a certain amount of time? And, you know, just think about it from that perspective of, you know, you don't have to get everything done all at once. You can break it up into smaller, more manageable pieces. Yeah, that's great advice. And you're busy, right? You have a family, you're a mom, you have a job, you have other things in your life. So do you have other tips for like just managing all of that? My number one tip is to give yourself grace. You know, things happen, sick kids happen, you know, like today I was going to photograph a recipe and it's just rainy and, you know, my mindset is not really in it. And so I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm going to just shift my focus and give myself grace to, to do it again tomorrow. And so that's honestly the biggest tip. I think we can be so hard on ourselves sometimes. And I think that it's so easy to just give up and think, oh, it's never going to happen or I can't, you know, I'm never going to get this done. But if think if you just give yourself grace to to be flexible, then you can see how much progress you actually can make. Mm, I like that. It's so important in this space because there is so much to do and there's so much, quote, competition and we see other people doing more or doing better or whatever. And we get caught up. I say we lovingly and collectively, like we all do this at times, just getting caught up in caring too much about what's going on around us and not having grace for our own situations. Don't you see that too, Erica? Oh, I, all the time. I mean, I, and that's, I've really started to, I don't want to say step away from social media, but I don't, I've really stopped putting pressure on myself to make sure that I'm posting every single day or make sure that I'm following all the rules that you're, you know, quote unquote, supposed to follow, you know, because who knows what they actually are because the the algorithm changes so often. 
and really being able to take that step back from social media and not comparing myself to others has been such a huge, huge shift for me. And it's been a a really big positive shift for my mindset. Are you ready to learn, grow, and build relationships in person in 2023? Eat Blog Talk is hosting a 2023 spring retreat for food bloggers. This is super exciting. In-person retreats are an opportunity for food bloggers to convene in an intimate setting to learn, collaborate, and connect. These retreats involve mastermind-style peer-to-peer collaborating, and they are such a powerful way to grow your business, expand your network of peers, and make lasting friendships. Apply to attend the spring 2023 retreat. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash retreat to fill out the application. I hope to see you there. Now back to the episode. I've kind of taken that concept to an extreme lately. I don't know if it's good or bad, maybe somewhere in the middle, but I just don't care about some things. Like I don't really care about my Instagram page. Maybe that's horrible to say, but it's. I think it's okay to not care about things, even if it's for a season, just to see what happens, to see that nothing's going to implode. Your business is still going to keep running. You're probably going to be better off. So do you recommend taking like little snippets of breaks just to experiment and see what happens? Oh, 100%. So like I mentioned, you know, I I love the flexibility of being able to be with my kids when they're not in school or, you know, pick them up. And during the summer, I I didn't post like I almost never posted (laughs) on social media. And I mean, you know, I, I still spend a little bit of time on there, but I I really it was and it was great. And now this past month, you know, I've done a little bit more because I felt inspired to not because I wanted to you know, keep up with any sort of uh, anyone else or any other creators. I just felt inspired to create some videos. And so I posted them. And so I think, yeah, I think giving yourself breaks is, is a really, really important piece of keeping your motivation, keeping your creativity alive. Yeah. For all of it. Sanity and not getting burnt out, all of those things, (laughs) being productive. We could go on and on. Yeah. So everyone or people listening probably do not have all of this collective experience that you have, but I do believe that everybody listening has something to bring to the table that will help improve their blogging skills. Do you agree with this? Oh, absolutely. And that's one of the things I'm actually really, really passionate about is one of the things I've learned in working in the food industry, whether it's in restaurants or in the blogging space or in just the content creation space is that so many people did other things before they before they kind of came into this creator world. And so I think, you know, looking back on your past experience, whether it be, you know, what I've done in the past, which yes, it's it's food related, but there's you know, anyone has can can look back at their past experience and take little snippets of lessons they've learned, whether it be, you know, working efficiently, whether it be, you know, knowing more technology, because that's one of the areas I struggle is, is, you know, but the, the behind the scenes, um, because that's just not something that's been a part of my world as far as my career is concerned, you know, but any of those things, I think you can take from your past experiences and see and use it to make your work better, more efficient, you know, and you can put your own spin on it. 
This is something that people ask me all the time when they ask about coming into my mastermind groups. They're like, well, I just started blogging a year ago. I don't know if I have anything to bring to the table. I don't know if I have value. And I'm. this is always my answer. Yes, you do, because you're a human and you have some experience that led up to the point where you're here today. So whether it's like a marketing background or if whether it's being a mom to three kids and managing a busy life, like there's always, always something that you can use that can help to shape your business and to make it better. So it's just a matter of, you know, like figuring out what that is. So how do we figure that out? If we're listening and we're like, well, I don't know, what do I bring to the table? How do we go about figuring out what value we bring? So this is something that I have really been leaning into. I work a lot with Lauren Runyon on like, I know you've, and you've done some, a podcast. Love Lauren. Yes. She's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. And I actually work with her on a monthly basis, on a one-on-one monthly basis. And one of the things that we've leaned into is that if there's something that is, that keeps coming up, like something that you're thinking about doing, something that you want to change, a shift you want to make, it's there for a reason. And so my my biggest piece of advice would be to to not shy away from that. So if you have a desire to start a blog, if you have a desire to start a podcast, if you have a desire to to just do food photography, that if that keeps nudging at you, then it's there for a reason. And you really, you need to explore it. And you don't have to make a huge investment. You don't have to invest, you know, you don't have to completely quit your job. You don't have to make a monetary investment or huge one, at least. You just need to explore it and you need to give yourself some time to explore it and to really like lean into why that keeps coming up in your mind. And and I agree with you. Everyone has something to bring to the table. We're all here for a reason. We all have a gift and and the world deserves to to know what that gift is. Listen to those nudges. I love that those nudges come for a reason. I was thinking as you were talking about this one member of my mastermind group who when she started, she was kind of of the same mindset. Like, I don't know what value I have. I'm kind of a newish blogger. And I said the same thing, like everyone has value. So fast forward a year and she is now crushing it. So she leaned into the community aspect Mm -hmm. and just like everything that we were telling her, like you have value in this area. She was a really good, like knowledgeable marketing person before she started blogging. And she was like, oh, you're right. Like I could use that knowledge to apply it to blogging. So now she's starting this marketing for food bloggers coaching business, which is like so amazing because a year ago she was like, what? Like she just didn't know the value that she brought. So I think that leaning into a support, a supportive group of peers or friends, like someone who can tell you and see um, from another perspective, what your value is, is really vital too. Don't you think, Erica? Oh, 100%. I think that it's so easy when you're in in a situation to not be able to look at it from the outside. And I think surrounding yourself with other people who see your value and who can point it out to you, and also who are not afraid to tell you to just get out of your own way <laughs> is really, really important. I, you know, I've got some wonderful friends that, you know, that are not in this space at all, and they're so encouraging. But then I also have met, like I said earlier, I've met so many amazing people in this community. Um, and that is one of the great things about social media. While I don't love to necessarily be on it, it has given me that 
that community. And I definitely, I mean, there's a few people that, you know, I, I texting all day long with, you know, we're sending voice notes to each other all day long. And it's, it's been really, really impactful in not only having someone that you can ask questions in a safe space, but also that you can like share some of your struggles and share some of your successes. Yeah. And we have blind spots in our, like just in what our personalities, our characters are, but also our business. So to have somebody that you trust point out those blind spots to you is so valuable. So lean into a group wherever, whether that's Instagram, I don't know, Facebook, you know, the forums, wherever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that is a huge piece of this to figuring out what you need to lean into more. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and finding people that are willing to be honest with you about you know, about what you need to lean into, I think is really, is very valuable. Where are you going from here? So now you're into blogging and photography. What is next for you? So I am continuing to work on the blog. I've actually, and this is something that I think and some that other people could maybe take away as well with when it comes to blogging. I have actually hired someone to help me with some of the writing. And I think so I'm I'm trying to figure out little ways that I can outsource because really my expertise lies in the recipe development and then the food photography. And it's and I feel like I'm just getting started with all of that, but I feel like that's really where my expertise lies. And so I'm really working on the blog and having that person has really helped me to be more consistent with blogging. It's helped take some of the pressure off and taking some of that pressure off has really allowed my creativity to to flow a lot more. So I'm saying that for as a, you know, that's where I am now, but also as an encouragement for other people to to be able to maybe outsource when you can so that you can see your creativity flow a little bit more easily. And I guess the flip side of that is that because my expertise and my creativity lies in the recipe development, I've really started actually reaching out to other bloggers and have started doing photography and videography and recipe development for other bloggers. And I continue to do brand work as well. And I'm I'm continuing that on that path. But I, it lights me up so much to be creating mm-hmm. for other bloggers because I know that I'm helping them tell their stories and what and and helping them share what they want to share on their blog. And it's such a personal, you know, it's such a personal space on the Internet. And so it, just being able to being trusted with that, it has been really, really impactful for for my confidence and for my work. So that's an area that I'm really leaning into a lot more. Yes, I love that. Just anything you can do to relieve a little bit of pressure and enjoy your work more. This is why we started, to enjoy it, right? And then we take it to a place sometimes where it's like just nitty-gritty work, SEO, keyword research. So I love that you've taken it, taken some pressure off in different ways. Is there anything you want to mention before we start saying goodbye? I guess just that I, you know, this space can be so overwhelming sometimes. And so just the reminder that, you know, like we have talked about throughout this podcast is that we all have something to share and just don't forget that and don't forget why you've started doing this. Yes. Don't forget why you started. Go back to that. I think we should do that like weekly, right? Just (laughs) remind ourselves, this is why you started. Yes. Maybe even daily. (laughs) Maybe even daily. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here, Erica. This was super fun. I loved connecting with you and I think this will be an extremely valuable chat for people to listen to. So thank you for taking the time for us today. Yeah, absolutely. I I hope it is valuable for others. 
Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote or words of inspiration to leave us with? So I, when I lived in Birmingham, I worked, like I said, at Southern Living and Cooking Light and and they had a cookbook publisher at the time as well. And and so I worked in their test kitchens and I met the, the most kind, sweet person. Her name is Kathleen and she actually also now has a very successful food blog. And on her blog and her about page, she said, dreams can come true and they may just look a little different than you imagine. It may look even better. And so I think that throughout my journey, I've I've obviously taken lots of twists and turns and pivoted several times. And so it definitely, I, I never would have imagined that I would be doing what I'm doing now, but it I can 100% say that it is even better. So I just hope that that is inspirational for other people as well. Love that. Super way to end. We'll put together a show notes page for you, Erica. If anyone wants to go look at them, you can go to eblogtalk.com forward slash salt and sugar co. Tell everyone where they can find you on your blog, social media, and anywhere else. Sure. I am the sugar and salt co everywhere you go. So that's the name of my website, my Instagram, my Pinterest. I am a little bit on TikTok, but I'm not on there a whole lot and Facebook. All right. Well, go check Erica out. Thanks again for being here. And thank you so much for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.